Jesus said that his sheep uh, know him, follow him because they know his voice. And God does still speak. Um, you're not crazy if you, if you hear from God. And I think if there's ever been a time in our lifetimes, in this generation, in this moment, that we need to hear from God, it's right now. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And Chad, I know for people that have been traveling in and out, they might not realize, welcome back, Chad. You've kind of been in and out as of late, but here you are. You're back in the saddle, and uh, we're about to do a big run of preaching and reaching out to our community, and I'm glad to have you back. You look tan, man. Looking, Thanks, man. Yeah. I've I'm, I'm been very vocal about it. I'm uh, happier. I'm fatter. I'm tanner. Yeah. Although today, as we're sitting here recording the podcast, I'm Changing my diet, getting serious. So, all right. Right now, I celebrated for a month. Right now, it's the start of my fiftieth year, so I got to get serious about that stuff. Okay, well, that's good. So I should have not... got serious about it like twenty years ago, but I didn't. So. Today's better than tomorrow. Typically, it's yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's going to be a new day. <laughs> well, that's new what diet. it's been for the past forty nine years, right? So, <laughs> so now, now's the moment. We've right? made it to today. Yeah. Thanks. It's well, good, good to be back. This is this is the start of season three of our podcast. It Did is. you know that? Yeah. There's seasons to this thing. I, I, I just kind of do whatever I'm told and then they inform me, yeah, this is the beginning of season three. So yeah. welcome listeners to season three. Yeah. I, I want to encourage you. Um, we, we don't say this every episode. I, I think our our lady that does our intro and is it outro? I don't know. Our entrance and exit of the podcast. Yeah, whatever you call talks that. Talks about it. She's got such a great voice. But anyway, um, if you would share this with a friend. Uh, actually subscribe. Uh, that would help us uh, get the message out. And uh, we do hope that it's helpful to you. And um, we were just praying just now before we started recording that uh, this time would be helpful to you. But if you'd share it, that would be that would be great. And this is the start of season three. Yeah. So with the start of season three, we're, we're jumping into a brand new series as a church. And in that, our content in this, this podcast, talking about hearing God. How do you hear from God? And, and before we answer that question, does God even still speak? Is, is there anything to hear when it comes to, when it comes to God? So, so talk about why we uh, decided to launch kind of our, our, whatever you want to call this, our calendar year, all the momentum back to school, all of that with this topic of God speaking. Well, I think um, here's how we tend to think about the subject, the subject of hearing God. If you talk to God, you're spiritual, but if somebody hears from God, they must be crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but that that is the way that we think. I, I think just over the past year, um, all cards on the table, there, there's been so many conflicting voices mm -hmm. in our world. I mean, Robert, you and I have talked about it, whether in uh, private making decisions for the church or on the podcast or even from the stage on the weekend. I mean, how, how do you know what reality is? Yeah. Uh, if you listen to one news outlet, it's this. If you listen to this news outlet, it's something else. And so I, I tend to listen to both sides and try to do the math mm -hmm. right? yep. and hopefully find some truth in there. But in a world of such confusion and conflicting voices, uh, I was prayed about and thought about it. it. It just made sense that we would go back to um, not a voice of chaos, but a, but a voice of peace. The Bible says that uh, Satan... It's the other guy that's the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and, and Jesus said that his sheep uh, know him, follow him, because they know his voice. And God does still speak. Um, you're not crazy if you, if you hear from God. 
And I think if there's ever been a time in our lifetimes, in this generation, in this moment, that we need to hear from God, it's right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, this past year, I mean, for me personally, hey, make a really big decision based on conflicting information, right? Um, but God is the, is the voice of peace, and, and He wants us to know Him. Uh, and it's, it's really the purpose of life, to know God and walk with God, and we can't do that without hearing Him. Yeah. One of the things I've, I've observed is as of late, and when I say as of late, I mean like in the last decade. So we have all these voices and, and the voices, the number of voices has increased. And I would say the volume of voices has increased. Like just looking at um, e- even students growing up, kids growing up, all of that, just our, our connection to technology and all the different voices we have. And I feel like they just get louder and louder and louder until it's just white noise all around us, cranked up all the way. If you remember back in the day when your TV, you click it to a channel and it was just that. Yeah. I, if I could describe what our society is, it's kind of like that. It's just louder. And, and then we're going, man, I feel like I can't hear from God. Well, yeah, there's so much noise in our lives and there's so much just chaos. And again, to your point, um, we have an enemy who wants to keep cranking up that, that volume and wants to keep bringing in more and more voices that conflict with each other, that create confusion, that create this, well, what is reality? And, and then just bombard us with it to the point now we bombard ourselves with it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's so ironic because we live in the information age. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have more power. Uh, in your cell phone, right? Then that that first uh, rocket head that went to the moon. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, it's the information age. We, if you it, believe that, because now I have friends who are like, we never went to the moon because they have conflicting evidence too. And well, again, let's just yeah. are, let's are just they, really complicate this. Are they part of the flat Earth Society? No, they're not. They haven't. They're not. Because they have members all around the globe. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody caught that just now. But yeah. I literally saw that one time. <laughs> the flat Earth Society. We have members all around the globe. I'm like, oops. Yep. But yeah, to your point, we have a ton of technology, and whenever it's quiet, I do this, I automatically, I reach for my phone. Yeah. Anytime throughout the day, I have a moment, it's just a a little bit of, I don't know what to do in the quiet, and so I create noise, even if it's just visual noise, just scrolling through social media or whatever. Well, the irony is, there's all this information, and there's very little wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, everybody's famous for about three seconds, right, mm-hmm. in, the, in the modern world. Uh, I have a 12-year-old at home. A couple of weeks ago, um, Sun Valley has a TikTok account. And so if you have TikTok, you can, you can follow us. I don't have TikTok. I don't even know how that works. But they showed a clip um, of one of the sermons, and it got like 261,000 views, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so Jackson was all pumped, my son. Dad, you know, 261,000. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. My life didn't change. So anyway, <laughs> uh, he's, he makes these little football videos uh-huh. on Instagram. So he's constantly telling me how many followers he's got and all that. But right now, everybody's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's famous. Everybody's whatever. Uh, and just all these conflicting voices. And in the midst, again, of all of that confusion. Where, where do we find truth? And, and where do we find peace? And how do we, in the midst of the storm uh, or the static, as you uh, gave a good illustration of that a moment ago, in the midst of the storm and the static of all of these conflicting voices, how do we know what's true and where do we find peace? And we're going to talk about that in this, in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from learning to hear the voice of God. And he does still speak and he wants to speak to you. Now, I grew up in, in church and I, I grew up here in, you know, the, the accounts in the Old Testament and all of that. And there's these moments in the Old Testament where it's obvious God's speaking because God just manifests himself. He has a conversation, whether it's with Moses in the burning bush or he's just talking to Abraham. And it's just like God just casually 
carrying on like you and I are carrying on. My, my favorite is when he speaks to Balaam through the donkey. Uh-huh. And as a preacher, I'm like, okay, if he can use a donkey, right? If he can use that donkey, then he can use this one too, right? We'll just go with the word donkey because it's more appropriate. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's- Gives this, me a lot of hope. Yeah. There's this account where, <laughs> where this guy, he's going because he's been basically contracted or whatever. And, and God's like, no, you're not going to go. So an angel shows up and only the donkey can see it. And so the donkey keeps stopping. This guy's like, I'm going to kill this donkey. Like, come on, let's go. And then eventually God gives this donkey the ability to speak or speak to it, however that works. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, bro, like, we're all going to die if we take one more step forward. So like, I'm just going to stop right here. And then he goes, oh, my gosh. What's, what's the donkey on Shrek? Uh, donkey. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that clever name, Donkey. Yep. With Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it was an Eddie Murphy donkey moment to, yep. to Balaam the prophet. Yep. But you read these things and you're like, okay, so God does that. And then I'm living my life going, well, how come that doesn't happen on a Tuesday for me? How come that doesn't happen, yeah. you know, on a, on a regular day for me? And, and it's important to remember a couple things. One, we're looking at a big span of history. In each of those moments, we're unique, special, Bible-worthy moments where what? God— That's why they wrote it down. That's right. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it would have just been a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that there is something unique about that. But it does reveal God wants to be heard. And, and God does want to speak to us. He didn't just put things into motion and then step back and go, well, let's see if they figure it out. And is just sitting there waiting and, and watching. Um, he's involved with us yeah. and, and he desires to be known and he, he wants us to know him and he wants us to, to know his truth. And so he actually has done a lot of things that we can know and we can hear from him each and every, every week. So uh, what, what do you see when you look at the Old Testament and then you look at the New Testament? What shifts do you see kind of taking place in, in how God speaks? Well, I, I think, let me just maybe go up. A, a, we're at 30,000 feet talking about hearing God. Let me go to 60,000 for a second. All right. Uh, there's obviously a shift between the Old Testament and the New Testament because in the New Testament, Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit comes. If if you're a believer in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. And so literally you're connected to the network, right? The 60,000 foot comment that I want to make is that if you're thinking, why does, why does God do the hide and seek thing? You know, like, like, why doesn't he just like peel back, you know, mm-hmm. the heavens, right? The, the one realm entering into this realm and show his face, peekaboo, here I am. You mm-hmm. know, why, why does he do the hide and seek? Um, I, I, I want to answer that and then, and then dive into to your question specifically. Um, he's actually not playing hide and seek. Here's, here's what you have to know about God. Um, God is extremely relational. Um, it's the very essence of who and what he is. He's not one, he's three. He's not three, he's one. It, he, he is relational, um, which, which is a bit of a mystery. But all relationships are built on this word, uh, trust. No trust, no relationship. And there's a little bit of hide and seek in all realms of trust. Because trust means I, I'm not going to give you everything. I'm going to give you a little bit. Will, will, you, will you trust me? For, for example, when my wife married me, she didn't know everything about me. I wasn't playing hide and seek, right? All of me was there. But the more she gets to know me, the more I am revealed to her, mm-hmm. right? For, for better or, or worse. But in that moment of, of commitment, I'm not playing hide and seek. I'm not playing any games with her. It just takes some time for her to get to know me. Mm-hmm. And the truth is we can't handle God in yeah. his fullness. Yeah, uh, It takes a lifetime to get to know him a little bit because he's infinite. And then it takes all of eternity 
uh, to, to, to really get to, to know him. And so I, I think sometimes we think it's hide and seek. No, no, no. Actually, what he's doing is he wants us to trust him. Mm-hmm. He is infinite. We can't possibly understand him. And he's wanting to trust the pieces that we can get and receive in our littleness, right, over over time. So that was kind of a big theological. I tried to make it simple. But hopefully, hopefully that, that makes sense. He's not playing hide and seek. He just wants you to trust him. So when he says something, trust him. You'll get to know him more. Yeah, and the the peekaboo god that that's a that's a very um, it's a very small god, a god that would just, you know even even just that that idea in our minds because I can picture it in my head like clouds yeah. rolling back and there's just a face there. Uh, to your point earlier, uh, God is infinite. He he's beyond all creation. He's outside of all creation. We're talking about the cosmos, all of that. He's bigger than all of that. He created it, spoke it into existence. Uh, the only way he could ever reveal himself to us is to humble himself, is to empty himself and to reveal little bits and pieces at a time. We can't possibly wrap our minds around all who God is. And, and so it is in love that, that he reveals himself slowly to us in, in a pace and in a way that, that we can understand. And, uh, and if you just take the mental exercise, okay, so how could an infinite eternal being like God how could you and I, little finite us on our little finite planet, how could we ever know anything about that God? Well, the only way we could is if he chose to reveal himself to us in the creation. If he chose to put his fingerprints on what he's made, and, and the Bible says that it is a reflection of him, that we can know about God just by looking at creation, uh, that it reveals something about God. Uh, if he could somehow communicate words to us, which he did by the power of his spirit, he moved men to write. And now we have this thing called the Bible and, and we have the word of God is what we refer to it as. And, and the ultimate way is if God could humble himself, take on flesh, meet us right where we are and interact with us in, in a way and, and explain things of God, explain things of the way his kingdom operates, explain things of how we were created and, and how we function and operate. Um, and that's what he did in the person of Jesus. And so all of those things, again, logically, think of a better way to communicate who you yeah. are than that. Yeah. You can't come up with anything better than that. And that's what God's done. Well, you have it. You have this idea, and it's incorrect, but it's peekaboo God. We just don't understand. We also have this idea that, like, God's personality changed mm. between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Why is he so mean in the old and he's so nice in the new? And that's not reality either. It's it's, it's the same God. Um, but like you said, he's infinite and we're finite. It, it would be like me trying to describe to an ant mound why I'm moving the ant mound and ants are dying. They have, they have no ability to understand who I am. The fact, let's, let's say that I love ants. I don't, but let's say that I love them. Uh, they have no idea to know that a lawnmower is coming. They can't possibly fathom that. And so I'm actually saving the mound. I'm saying I'm saving Antum, right? <laughs> Forever, right? And they, they don't know that. The mm-hmm. only way for them to know my heart and all of it would be to become an ant. And mm-hmm. that's what God did in the person of Jesus. Yeah. But but this this whole thing, right? So he's infinite and we're finite. But but even these little trust exchanges, that's that's the relational component of God. That's why without faith it's impossible to please God. It's a relational thing, and all relationships are are built on this thing called called trust. So God is an infinite, let me give the theology. So God is an infinite eternal spirit without any boundaries or limitations that has an intellect, personality, feelings, and will. So you have an infinite being without any boundaries or limitations, and you and I are very finite. Mm -hmm. It would be like an ant trying to know the full breadth of your life. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. So the only way for us to know God's intellect, feelings, and will fully to really understand his personality, uh, 
would be uh, for him to wrap himself up in flesh and become one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did in Jesus. So if you want to know what God is like, you, you look at Jesus. If you want to know how God feels about things, you look at, look at Jesus. Uh, God has spoken to us through his son. Mm-hmm. And the more that I see Jesus in the scriptures, it, it was funny. Um, so my wife and I just celebrated 20 years. We've been married for 20 years. Way to go. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, she had to gut it out a few times, so I, I appreciate it. But, um, you know, she said something the other thing the other day. I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. We, we have lived together for 20 years. We've slept in the same bed for, for 20 years, right? And there's still things that, that she's, she's discovering. Now, just times that by a trillion mm-hmm. plus infinity, right? Um, that's, that's God. We'll spend all eternity... Uh, getting getting to know him, but I, I'll read things in scripture. I've read the Bible a few times and I'll be like, I didn't know that about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and when we see that, we're, we're getting to know the personality and the character and the intellect and the, and the will and the emotion of, of God. Yeah. So, yeah. And through faith in Jesus, we'll have all eternity to get to know him and to understand him. You mentioned this towards the beginning that this is really what life is all about. Uh, Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. This is what heaven is. That's John 17, three. Yeah. It's getting to know this, this infinite God um, who is holy, who is above all creation. And, and, and that's another thing that I, I think sometimes we leave out when we think about God. Um, he's a holy God, meaning he's set apart, meaning that, that he is, he is self-existent. When he talks to Moses and Moses says, well, when I go back to the, to the elders of the, of the tribes, what I'm going to tell them, who, who sent me, like, what's your name? And God says, I am who I am. Like I'm, I'm self-existent. You, you just got to like God's style though. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> it right? is cool. That whole interaction. That with, however he wanted. Yeah. It could have been like, oh, I'll go by James. You know, he doesn't do I, any of that. I he just, just am. Yeah. He's like, there's, there's, you can't put a name on me. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am. And that's, so that is his, his name in the old Testament that, that he is, he's Yahweh. He is, he is the self-existent preeminent eternal, holy God. And his holiness also means by the way, um, that our, our sin is a major problem. In, in connecting with this holy God, because he can't, he can't just ignore sin because he's also just, and he can't just destroy sin because sin is in our very nature ever since the fall. And so to destroy sin would be to destroy us. And so there's this tension building with this holy God who's infinite, who's all powerful, who we've rejected and rebelled against yet loves us enough that he still wants to reveal himself to us. And so there's this tension all throughout scripture too of he wants to be close. He wants to be close to the people of Israel. He wants to be close to us, but our sin is detestable. And so what do you do with that? Well, you know, throughout the Old Testament, there's atoning sacrifice and he'll just meet with the high priest once in a while in this place. And there's all this cleansing he has to do to have that interaction. Uh, yet God still has that desire. And, and ultimately that, that tension gets resolved in the person of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. So that now... Um, we, we are blessed to live on this side of, of that story to now we can have access to God, any one of us, through faith in Jesus, cleansed by what he did, his sacrifice, uh, clothed in his righteousness, empowered by the spirit, connected with God by his spirit, to now it looks a lot different for us than it did for the Israelites in the desert with Moses. And, and that God has gone out of his way in the midst of holiness, in the midst of justice, uh, because of his love, so that we could hear from him, all of us, on any given day. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What's the purpose of life? Um, why are you doing a series on hearing God? 
because the purpose of your life is to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were born to know God. Uh, you were born to have a relationship with God. Uh, you were born so that you might be with God forever. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about hearing God? Because that's what life's about. That's what the Bible's about. Uh, that's why you're breathing in and out. Um, and he wants to talk to you. Uh, the truth is he is talking to you, right? Mm-hmm. We're just going to learn how to tune in and, and actually listen. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this series. I'm looking forward. I, I hope you uh, follow along throughout the podcast. We're going to talk about how to hear from God over the next several weeks. And, uh, and to Chad's point, it, it's going to help you connect with what matters most in life. And so excited to go on the journey. That's going to be fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.